The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Good morning and welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. I'm Chris Yao, joined by Maurice Patton and J.P. Plant is on the controls. We welcome you in on this fine Tuesday morning, eight minutes past the hour of nine o'clock here with you, and we are excited to bring you the latest in sports news and coverage from around the Southern Middle Tennessee area and beyond. Before we do all of that, though, we welcome in... Mo and JP, Mo, how's it going? What's going on? I'm just sitting here chilling at uh, this beautiful Tuesday morning in Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, I'm still trying to wake up, but I got my coffee, so life is good. Yeah, waking up is a good thing. <laughs> no. Better than the alternative. It beats the alternative. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely so. Uh, JP, how are you feeling? I feel fine. I, I feel great. Yeah. Do we have breaking news today? It's. I don't know. It's just orange juice. <laughs> like nothing. I didn't. The banana wasn't anything special. <laughs> Yow tastes orange juice. Film at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we're gonna do. Oh man. <laughs> you guys are killing me this morning. <laughs> We have a ton to get to today. A huge show, as we talked about what you just heard. Ron Jordan talking about TWSWA restrictions on uh, on attendance at high school basketball. We have plenty of high school hoops to talk about. We've got John Wild, who will come on in our Coach's Corner segment, because we will miss tomorrow. We bring you our Coach's Corner segment today. Uh, and Summit Girls basketball coach John Wild will join us, and there may not be a stitch of sports talked about, will there? <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have worked him into our top five and just gone right. with top five John Wild meeting threes or, or top or <laughs> something, something along yeah. the, Maybe Maybe we'll get two top fives today. We, we might. We might. It, uh, it's also it's going to be Wild and Wacky Tuesday. Again, we're not going to be with you tomorrow, so we appreciate you guys. Uh, working with us there and we will get to uh we'll get to wild and wacky in the third segment of this hour and then of course we'll talk some titans we had some bowl games yesterday the auburn coaching search is a dumpster fire but tennessee's <coughs> maybe shortly following um and then top five tuesday in our final segment of the day it'll be our top five christmas songs because well christmas is three days away after today have you got three more sleeps done? <laughs> I'm not going to any Christmases, so I guess well, I don't need to get shot. I'm gonna wait till sense. I'm gonna wait till after. That way, I can get all the good deals. There you go. That's there smart. you go. Okay. <laughs> right. But yeah, well, so smarter, not harder. Yeah. Okay. Right. But we do have a lot to talk about, so we should probably get right into it. 
as uh, yesterday we posted on um, sm-tnsports.com, there was a story by Mo here who kind of laid out um, some of the the TWSAA restrictions on fans and whatnot in uh, and and how local teams are working around that or working with that to continue right. playing basketball. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you learned yesterday, Mo. Well, as, as you said, Chris, um, the TWSAA following um, Governor Bill Lee's press conference address to the state, I guess, on Sunday night, um, referencing his executive order number 70 that would um, further limit attendance at high school and youth sporting events um, in in his order it limited to quote game school and faculty administrators athletics officials coaching and team personnel parents guardians or other immediate household members of athletes media and athletic scouting personnel attending the event in their professional capacity and first responders now um, as it relates to Murray County Public Schools, there's not a whole lot different there than what they were doing already. In fact, this is probably less restrictive than what Murray County Public Schools was doing because they have been limiting athletes to um, or, or limiting, limiting attendance to two family members per athlete. Well, it's per so. participant. Well, yeah, meaning yeah, yeah. That's, cheerleaders and coaches, etc. Which means uh, well, that cheer, now, cheerleaders well, now cheerleaders are, are out. Yeah, right. Which, which is going to go over really well. Oh yeah, that's that's going to go over about like a lead balloon. Mm, I can, I can only imagine the phone calls that are being made and the social media posts that are coming out over the lack of cheerleaders until January nineteenth, as as Ron pointed out in the news at the top of the hour um so we'll see how that goes but um two christmas tournaments or christmas you know holiday break tournaments have been canceled not necessarily as a result of that but you know impact by the by the pandemic um the Above the Rim tournament over at Centerville that was set to be held December 28th, 29th, and 30th, and the Richland Christmas Classic, which was that same time frame, have both been um, canceled. Uh, Mount Pleasant and Columbia Academy were both supposed to play in that Above the Rim. A um, bunch of local teams would have been down at Richland, including the host Raiders and Lady Raiders. You'd have also had Santa Fe down there. Um, Summertown's girls were, were going to play there. Forest, Huntland, Eagleville. So um, a lot of folks kind of scrambling at this point, trying to, you know, had already been scrambling trying to find games, and now even more so. But you know, one one basketball item we can talk to John Wild about in the next segment. He has put together a um, girls' classic up at Summit next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Summit will play all three days. They've also got Nolansville, White House, Westmoreland, 
Franklin Father Ryan and Stewart's Creek coming in there. So there will be some local basketball being played next week, just not at Centerville and not at Richland. There you go. So also apparently Mount Pleasant boys have had a positive test and they are shut down until January January 1st. So fun and games at Mount Pleasant. <laughs> It's it's fun and games everywhere at this point, man. It's, it uh, really is. It's just, um, you know, the, to what degree. So. What games you if you get games in, congratulations is the best thing I can tell you. Um, but there were several games yesterday, so let's talk about some high school hoops action. What do you say? Let's do it. This is the rundown. Big um, tourney action up at Portland, up in Sumner County, and. Summertown's girls, per usual, went and represented, defeated Paige, who they had defeated back around Thanksgiving, knocked off the Lady Patriots again, 62-54 in their opener up there. And the big news out of that one was senior guard and Austin P. golf signee Kaylee Campbell, who missed most of last year with torn knee ligaments, went over the 1,000-point um, milestone for her career in that victory. In semifinal action, Summertown lost to Coffee County 41-36. Pretty admirable effort there because we know that Coffee County is um, expected to make a lot of noise at the Class AAA level this year. Coffee County opened with a 50-32 win over Pope John Paul II up at um, Portland yesterday. That tournament will wrap up today with Summertown playing in the third-place game. Not sure who they will they will take on Ravenwood. Okay. Oh, another AAA team. Another AAA team and, and a, a, diff, a difficult game for uh, the Lady Eagles. Over in the Smoky Mountain Classic, Gatlinburg Pittman downed Grace Christian of Franklin 62-46. to And also in that... Um, in the Portland tourney? The Portland tournament, the Corey Brewer Christmas Classic. Couldn't think of okay. his name. Uh, Stewart's Creek down Ravenwood, 72-46. That was a semifinal game, which sent the Lady Raptors into that third-place game with Summertown in and, regular and so season Stewart's action, Creek, I guess. You, go so Stewart's Creek, Stewart's Creek and Summertown, I'm sorry, Stewart's Coffee Creek County. and Coffee County will play in the championship of the Corey Brewer Christmas Classic. Aptly named. I like that. That, that is correct. Yeah. And in regular season action, Nolansville's girls got a 49-35 win over Franklin. Okay. And the Franklin boys defeated Nolansville 77-49 as um, we continue to try to sort District 11 AAA out on both sides, boys and girls. Again, coming off that 44-42 Spring Hill win over Brentwood over the weekend. And also another boys matchup, Creekwood narrowly defeats Loretto 53-50. So, um, again, both Loretto and Summertown really kind of stretching themselves here over the first half of the season, um, playing up quite a bit. I believe that Creekwood over Loretto win snapped an 11-game win streak 
for the Mustangs. Oh, it would have been longer than that because it would have gone have back into last season. Yeah, I think. Well, I, that that I, does go into last season. There were just six and zero going into that game. Well, I think at one point it was up to twenty six because you know they. Um, I think they won their sectional last year and um, before they got shut down. So it, it, it might have been upwards of 30 for Loretta then. Long win streak snapped by yeah. Creekwood in that one. <laughs> but that is your Tuesday rundown. All of the local teams that we can gather scores and information for, we appreciate you listening again. The Tuesday Rundown here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Summit Head Basketball Coach John Wild. And again, we're not sure that you'll hear a single sport talked about you i'm sure with the basketball tournament we'll talk about some sports but expect plenty of food options coming your way on the other side of this break because he is the definitely the 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 foodie of the coaching world and uh we're excited to talk to him about that because as you know if you listen to this show we are all about the food so we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military... Our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow here along with Mo Patton, J.P. Plant on the controls and we appreciate you guys tuning in as we have this short Christmas break week. And, you know, that's just how it is sometimes. Sometimes you got to take the time to hang out with the fam. And uh, we're going to do that this week. So I, after December, I'm not sure if I'm going to ever want to work a full month again. <laughs> you may not. <laughs> We're just going to take random days off. I kind of like that idea, actually. <laughs> We're going to keep you guys on your toes, see? Yeah. Keep you on your T- toes. Tune in to see who shows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we are so glad that you're with us here as we approach the bottom of the hour. 
we are excited because, again, this is Tuesday. Typically, we would have Joe Williams or Charles Pulliam, but uh, we're giving them the week off. They don't have to deal with us this week as uh, we take care of some sponsors that we mm-hmm. love. And we're going to bring you Coach's Corner a day early. Coach's Corner is brought to you each week by From the Heart Cafe, located at 4384 Nashville Highway in Chapel Hill, Tennessee. They open at 1030. So go out there, get you some lunch, some of the best food around, no doubt. And and a very timely sponsor this morning. Hmm. Oh, no question. No question. I am... Um... I got to thank Chapel Hill resident Summit Girls basketball coach John Wild has been to From the Heart. Though I was surprised that Brian Coleman had not, so maybe maybe, not. maybe it's too close. I don't know. John Wild, good morning. What's up, guys? Y'all doing all right? Merry Christmas. We're, Merry Christmas to you too, coach. Appreciate you joining us. From the Heart, have you been there yet? I guess you're over two because I hadn't. Wow. We're, here's yeah. the good thing. We're bringing people to Renee's restaurant here. If not for us, John Wilde and Brian Coleman would not know the deliciousness of From the Heart Cafe. Yeah, we need to go check it out. As long as Brian pays, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> Brian, that seems uh, to be we, a caveat more often than not, Coach. We kind of got <laughs> the impression talking to Brian a couple of weeks ago, though, that Brian kind of pays double for everything in Chapel Hill. Is there anything to that? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Coach, good guy, we, good friend for a long time. That's awesome. We, Coach, we, we had thought that we may not talk a single bit of basketball when we got you on, but we do want to talk about your um, – girls classic that you've got coming up next monday tuesday wednesday that was kind of born out of necessity i guess yeah well what we did um you know we were scheduled to go out to good pasture and play Um, they've got a really nice thing out there and have had it a while so um, when that canceled um you know i kind of got the list of uh the teams that they had um, and, and made some calls and emails and that sort of thing. And was able to bring something here to Summit because I just thought it was really important that our kids played. Um, particularly, you know, we hadn't played since December the 8th. And uh, you know, we went into a 10-day quarantine. So that knocked out Brentwood and Ravenwood and, and a little deal down at Shelbyville we were going to before Christmas. Now, we have rescheduled Ravenwood and Brentwood for January, but uh, – then when the good pasture thing got knocked out, you know, that would have put us at, you know, close to a month not playing. So we were fortunate enough that, uh, got some of those teams and a few others to, um, be willing to play here at Summit on the 28th to the 30th. It is a girls classic and, uh, there's a couple games a day. So, uh, you know, like I said, it's just, and I think all the other coaches that are coming would echo this. It's just a chance to, get their kids in the gym and play and get some normalcy back uh, to their programs before, you know, January gets here when that big district run starts for, for two months. So it's, it's, it's going to be a good deal. 
Yeah, we we were excited to know that at least somebody's going to be playing next week because it, it appears that you're going to be the only local action around. Um, and typically that would be a good thing for you as uh, you <laughs> know, a lot of people are looking for a place to go watch some high school hoops, but uh doesn't look like you're going to be able to get anybody in the door unless they're family. Well, yeah, the order came out yesterday, so we'll follow that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go by with uh, what the governor and I guess you know Bernard got from the governor, so um, and you know implemented for TWS to play. So we'll follow all those policies. And but like I said, you know, it's just it's good that the kids continue to get to play, uh, you know, on our behalf, and you know, hopefully it'll be a good thing where uh, you know they can kind of get in a rhythm before you know, that January 4th week starts because, you know, when that January 4th week starts, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's grind time for about, you know, six to seven weeks and then you get your tournament. So, you know, hopefully this thing gets cleaned out a little bit after the holidays and, you know, maybe the second week of January, um, we can see some normalcy because, uh, it sure would be nice. And, you know, particularly this 2021 class sure does deserve it. Oh, absolutely. With everything that they had to deal with last year um, between the um, basketball tournaments either not completing or not playing last year and and everything with the spring sports that took place. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, um, again, looking at your schedule, Coach, five and two to this point, but your last game was on December 8th. Um, What have you been able to do, if anything, here over this last two, three weeks to just – try to stay sharp well you know we played centennial um on the eighth and then you know we we, we thought we we're going to play brentwood on that friday so i'm telling you we we went pretty heavy for two days on you know just their stuff and you know a lot of film and what have you you know like you always do when you got district games and then you know we, we couldn't play we had a positive test and, and you know it's, you know, contact trace, and, you know, we were quarantined for 10 days. So, um, you know, they did some stuff on their own. Uh, you know, I, that's about all, you know, we could do, they could do, whatever. And, uh, you know, I watched some film, uh, you know, went through about a half a legal pad just trying to figure some stuff out, you know, moving forward. Uh, what we needed to do maybe over the holidays, you know, I talked to a few people, um, I spent some time with Troy Allen on the phone from, from Green Hill. He's a really good friend of mine, and he, you know, he had kind of been through it with his Mount Juliet team entering the state tournament last year with you know the unknown. And I, I tried to get some ideas from him, and so we came back yesterday, and it it, um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know, you always worry about the cardio and the the conditioning. <laughs> is what I worry about the most, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't too bad. So I really do think with today and tomorrow, um, and then Saturday and Sunday, we'll go a little bit too before we actually play. And I think we'll be okay by the time that first game rolls around. And then naturally, once we go through these three games and then have a couple more days of practice, you know, I think we'll be fine come, you know, that January 4th week, but it's just, you know, we just got to take it one day at a time, and I know that's cliche, but it's it's really true in this in this case. So, you know, we're just going to take it one day at a time and have a couple practices, a couple 
take a couple of days off, play some games, and then a couple more practices, and then roll into January, and hopefully, you know, we don't get stung by this thing again. That is the hope for everybody. It's you know, it, and you never know when it's coming. It's it's just it's kind of like what Coach Coleman said throughout the year. You know, you just you keep going until you until somebody shows up and says, "Coach, I got an email. I've been contact traced." Or yeah, that's true. You know, I tell our kids every day when we practice. <laughs> you know, I start this way. You don't know what's going to happen moving forward after today. So, put your whole self in. Enjoy it. Be a great teammate, and you know, do the best you can for this program on this given day. And that's really all we're assured, right? So, yeah, they've done a good job at that. And uh, there was there was a lot of uh, enthusiasm yesterday when we came back, and then they were, you know, they were glad to be here. Uh, and mo- moving forward, I, I think you're going to see the same thing for the holidays with them. They they really love the game. They're a, they're a close knit bunch, and uh, you know they've been really fun to coach. You know the one thing that we've learned talking to coaches over this basically this fall semester is, you know, you don't have to talk to kids about playing every game like it's your last because they have pretty well be shown, been shown that every game can be your last here over this last eight months or so. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, these, these seniors we got, um, Emma Kate Bratt and Ellie Colson and Delaney No, particularly, uh, you know, the clock's ticking, right? So, you know, they've got, you know, two months, thereabouts, close to it anyway. And, um, they, they've done a good job leading. Um, and I think the other kids have followed and I think the other kids understand, um, you know, that this is, clock tick time for them, uh, those seniors. And, and, and like I said, they're, they're a tight knit group. Um, they, they support one another. And, um, I think that you're going to see the same thing moving forward as we continue this run. So here's my big question, coach next week at the, uh, classic, uh, uh-huh. you know, with, with the, the condensed, uh, folks in the building, to coaches and officials and some media members potentially, is there a hospitality right. room and what will be in it? <laughs> you really put me that's on the all, spot, didn't you? That's really all I'm worried about, Coach. I, I mean, can I pass? <laughs> can I pass that to Greg Glass? Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We that would we, be the perfect thing dealt, to do. Yeah, there's a lot of legwork. You know, you, you guys know this with this. You know, just putting on something like this, and particularly with short notice, but. You know, our parents have gotten involved already in our booster club, and they've got some things going. I've talked to Greg and Chad and Sarah over the course of the last day or so. Just all the operational things, you know, you've got to line up tickets and getting with officials and, you know, book and clock and all that stuff. So we've we've secured all that, and uh, there'll be a GoFan link here shortly. I think, you know, Chad's going to get that together for us like he always does for all the sports. And I think you're going to see a pretty good deal. But, uh, you know, that hospitality room, I, I text Glass and see what he's got going because I'm, I'm okay. sure he can drum up something pretty good. Well, the next question is, will you have taste tested everything in the hospitality <laughs> room before it's cleared? Always. Always. First thing I do. Has, yeah. has yes, to be sir. John Wild approved. No question. That's, uh, endorsed. That's right. Never disappoints. Okay. 
So where where have you been here over this um over this break of yours? Where what what do we need to check out? We we need some eatery nights. <laughs> well, I tell you, um, so Saturday, um, Susan and I took off to Franklin, and uh, I've been to, I've been to Bishops before, but I hadn't been in a while. So uh, we got some stuff in Lowe's Saturday night. Um, had some time to do some home projects also this 10 day quarantine. So we're finishing up some stuff. And, uh, Bishops is right on, uh, it's right across the street. Just about. Yeah, it is. It's on Mallory next to, uh, Chick-fil-A. It's to meet right out my back door. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's right. And, uh, you know, I, I tried to send the, I tried to send my uh, ticket to Kreisky down at Centennial, but they didn't, uh, I didn't want any part of that. So, uh, um, no, I had some fried chicken and, uh, some, some green beans and mashed potatoes, some cornbread. We got some banana pudding to go. So, um, I'm going to tell you if you're, you're up around there shopping the next couple of days, Bishop's is really good. So I'll, have you, I'll endorse have you that one. Their, um, have you had their, I think it's a, a carrot souffle. No, but you know what's funny? Uh, it's delicious. I was I was talking to Tate on the phone, uh, I guess, that night during the Alabama game, and, and he, he asked me the same thing. and I So I guess I flunked that one. And uh, <laughs> I guess that's the thing to go go with. It, Next time I go in, I'll be sure to do that. It's really good, Coach. I, I, I tell you, it's, it's, it's delicious. So <laughs> Sounds good. Oh. I'll be all over it next time I walk in. But we got to get you out to From the Heart Cafe because it's right in your backyard, and uh, I, I know you're you're a big fan of the of the Chapel Hill eateries, like the Nash Family Creamery. Uh, I see you. Yeah, the Nash Family Creamery is good. Uh, good folks. I did three days in a row out there over fall break. Believe it or not, um, <laughs> you know they had the deal for Mike out there one night, and Susan and mm-hmm. I went, and then uh, you know the next couple of days I ran over there for lunch during that fall break. So it's it, it's a really good spot. Um, you know, um, the, uh, <clears throat> the Mexican place is, you know, a go-to for us. We usually eat there probably once a week. My mom and dad love that place. They love the fajitas. Um, Holy Smokes barbecue is really good too. Um, they got great let me, loaded let me, potatoes. Let me jump in here just a second because a couple right, of years ago, it was a Friday. It was a Friday. I was down at Henry Horton for a golf tournament. And mm-hmm. I had some time to kill before I went up to Nolansville for a football game. So I was just going to go straight up 431, uh-huh. obviously. And and I had texted something out about or, or tweeted something out about killing some time between golf and football, looking for a pregame, and comes back, you're a fool if you don't go to Holy Smokes. I absolutely from, from 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 at Coach John Wild. So clearly, I I went to Holy Smoke because I'm not a fool. And good boy was um, it, yeah, it was good stuff. Absolutely, so, loaded potatoes are good in there. Um, we got some good barbecue, um, good desserts. They do a good job, um, you know. And if you're down there again, uh, I don't know if uh, Kyle Stacy can pick up your ticket, but uh, I'd, I'd pass that ticket off on Kyle. I'll see what I'll see what how that works, John. We need to get with you and get some kind of a food blog or something going on. Or, or, we need to get that going, don't we? The we food do. podcast has got to happen yep. soon. You know, when I got that downtime in the spring, you know, we 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 may need to we may need to try that. 
Oh man, it it would be a lot of fun. But you d- you definitely need to get to uh, to from the heart. It's right there at the intersection of of um, ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, not ninety six. Ninety nine. And it's right there at the intersection. To, if you're coming from Columbia, you're going to take that right, and it's right there on the right. Um, can't can't beat it. It's really good. Uh, grab a book while you're in there. Apparently, that's a I got it's a bookstore and a. <laughs> And a restaurant. That'd be a good place to hit when I when I go out and uh, take my walk at Horton. Yep, it, it would just be. go go right there. Then you walk it off right down at Horton. <laughs> it's really it's really a good little spot, and they, they've got some some really good food. And we would, I'm sure they would appreciate the uh, the business. Definitely. I have to go check it out. I'm sure uh, Susan knows. I'm sure Susan knows of it and knows knows the people too. So, be a good deal yes, to do. Uh, Coach's Corner brought to you each and every week by From the Heart Cafe, located at 4384 Nashville Highway in Chapel Hill. They open at 1030 today, so uh, check them out if you are looking for a place. Coach John Wild joining us today. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time with us. We appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate the job you guys do, man, for all these kids in every sport. Um, the TWSAA offers, and, uh, you know, that's a, just really appreciate it. And, um, just continue work on your part. I know you will. And uh, anything you ever need, reach out to me, okay? Thanks, Thank you, Coach. Coach. We, we appreciate it. it. All right, pal. All right. When we come back, it's going to be Wild and Wacky Tuesday. And uh, that ought to be a, a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a Wild and Wacky day every day here <laughs> on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Uh, we will be back, and don't forget, in the second hour, we'll talk Titans, some more college football, coaching searches, whatnot, and it's Top 5 Tuesday. We'll give you our Top 5 Christmas songs. So, again, Merry Christmas to you, and we'll be right back on uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit (laughs) covenanttechnology.net. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Yes, she did. Eggnog. Way too much eggnog. You guys drink eggnog? Oh, yeah. 
Big fan of eggnog. Myself. No. Uh, of course, of course, no eggnog yeah. doesn't drink eggnog. No eggnog, no bull custard, no. no. I'm a huge fan but, of eggnog. I've been drinking it since I was a kid, though. I think it's something that like you have to get like like you have to get used to as a child, right? Like you can't probably just, uh, up as an adult just like start drinking eggnog. <laughs> You're gonna be like, this is gross. And there you go. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Speaking of ridiculous Christmasness, it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday or Tuesday. But uh, brought to you each week by JJ's Barbecue, located at 900 Hatcher Lane in Columbia. They have delicious loaded baked potatoes and delicious desserts as well. So, Columbia's oldest family owned barbecue restaurant since 1998. They have been located here and happy to serve you. They have been. And it's that time of Christmas, you know. Not everybody can have a festive and wonderful Christmas. Y'all know that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the ideal, but yeah, you get that. Most, I mean, a lot of people have, like, ridiculous family. And, of course, in Florida, it's Florida, right? Well, 55-year-old Shirley Rogers in Oxford, Florida. So you've got Oxford and Florida. That, that can't be a positive there. Um, she was arguing with her boyfriend around 2 a.m. on Wednesday. I guess that was last week. And her sister tried to intervene. Never getting in the middle of a fight at 2 in the morning. Trust me, I know I've been there. You, you never get into domestic disputes. I mean, just don't, just let that flame out. Man. Well, when she, tried, when she tried to interfere, Shirley grabbed the nearest Christmas decoration she could and hit her sister with it right upside the head. It was a beaded cone tree, one of those that you get from, you know, Hobby Lobby. It's about, you know, two foot high, and it, it's, it's all glittery and whatnot. Hit her right upside the head. And then got arrested for misdemeanor battery. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, don't get, listen. I mean, even cops will tell you don't get into domestic disputes, man. Just let leave it go. Alone. Let, it, let, let it go. Straight frozen. Let it go. God. Yeah, it's it's never a good idea. Never a good idea. Oh, let's, let's, uh, poor Shirley. We'll just leave her be. Um, mm. Her her mugshot and and a picture of the of the cone tree though is is available and we may we may tweet that out here in a minute. Um, you know, Mo, you you you're a beach guy. You love the beach. I, I know do. you do. I do. Would you love it as much if you were uh, walking along the coastline and you found a um a giant squid? Just hanging out on the coast. Define giant, I guess. Ten feet in length. Mm. <laughs> it's ten feet. I'd be uh, turning around. <laughs> I might not love it as much. <laughs> Luckily, it was dead because obviously a squid can't live on the beach. Oh, um, goodness. But, 
I mean, luckily for the the people walking. Yeah, not for the, the squid. Beach, not for the squid. <laughs> oh, a rare giant squid measuring yes. ten feet in length was found washed ashore, largely intact, on the western coast of Japan. So, if you're not going to Japan, mm. I think you're probably going to be okay. Um, yeah. But a married couple uh, in the Iwa. Iwagahana district of nice. Kyoto. Um, yeah, I don't know if I said that right at all. We'll have to get Wes Stilts on the line to, to pronounce the Japanese stuff. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but they, they found the dead cephalopod, which can grow as long as 43 feet. But this one was only 10. So apparently this one was a child. <laughs> so it was a mini uh, giant squid. A mini yeah, there we a, go. Uh, <laughs> it was a, a large boulder the size of a small boulder. <laughs> nice. Giant shrimp, yeah. Jumbo shrimp, yeah. Jumbo shrimp, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that you know, I, I just don't know. A fourteen foot squid washed ashore in South Africa in June of last of this year. Uh, so apparently, um, this is not completely unusual in different parts of the world. So I guess who knows? You might see a giant squid as you're walking along the beach in Florida. Hmm. Something to look forward to. <laughs> or, or look away from. There we go. So, speaking of COVID, and I've obviously lost my taste and smell and whatnot, so... You can taste orange juice. So, here's the, here, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to do. Simply Safe has made an ugly Christmas sweater for social distancing. You wear the sweater, and if anybody comes within six feet of you, an alarm goes off. Oh, Nice. This is genius, guys. <laughs> Seriously, this is this is genius. I, I don't know what the sweater looks like, because um, I haven't haven't seen the picture. But I mean, let's be honest. Ugly sweater, ugly sweater Christmas parties are a thing, and if you might as well wear one that's going to keep you socially distanced, right? Well, if you're not going to stay at home. I mean, if you're not exactly, if you're not going to stay at home, you might as well do the best you can. So, there you go. That's pretty wild. And I mean, well, I mean, I I need to see the sweater. Personally, I need to see the sweater. Don't don't you think? I mean, like, it's got to be pretty hideous. Could, <laughs> it would probably be ridiculous. I'm sure there's lights on it and everything, right? I can't yeah, I, yeah, I would think so. I mean, if you know, if an alarm's going to go off, you know, hopefully you got some lights that light yeah, you up. Might as, I mean, if it's got an alarm on it, you may as well have all that other yeah. stuff that would be powered some kind of way. So yeah, some Christmas lights, you know, well, lit up candy canes or something like that. I don't know. More weird news in the Christmas department is a California Santa Claus was paragliding with a motorized parachute and uh, unfortunately probably should have just had his regular old sleigh because (laughs) as he was paragliding he was forced to need assistance from the elves at the local fire department when he became tangled in power lines. Mm. Metro Fire of Sacramento said the St. Nick impersonator was using his motorized Paraglider, a parachute propelled by a motor-operated fan to deliver candy canes to local children on Sunday when his aircraft became tangled in some power lines in Rio Linda. 
So, Clark, that's not the Christmas star. That's the <laughs> nuclear power plant. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see the Christmas star last night? I saw I some pictures, not. but I did not. I did not see it because I don't have a telescope or binoculars. So, anyway, and finally, as we end our wild and wacky Tuesday, we have to talk about a story that we both. Or all three of us, I think. I think JP's the original tweeter of this. I don't know if he was or not, but a 42-year-old guy from Michigan sued his parents for throwing out his massive adult hmm. magazine collection when he moved out, and he won the lawsuit. Now he's decided to ask for. Now he has to decide how much to ask for in damages. He estimated the collection was worth $25,000, but some of the magazines were irreplaceable. <laughs> this is going to make for a great Christmas in that household. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, and there it is. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to fight for your right mm-hmm. to have your it's a party. adult mag. And, and, if, and if that includes suing your parents, so be it. So be it. Yeah, I am. Um, man. Essentially, his dad, Paul, wrote him an email saying, quote, Frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of all that stuff. <laughs> so, apparently, the, the email was probably the, the most uh, damning part of the evidence, if I had to guess. That was probably the straw that broke David's back. Apparently, he had to move back into his parents' house in 2016 after a divorce. And the next summer, he moved to Muncie, Indiana, was expecting his parents to ship him his 12 boxes of magazines and toys. boxes? 12 boxes of magazines and toys. And they threw them out. Mm. Yep, here it is. Sad day. Busted. 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 You got to fight. And he did. And he won. So, there's that. Did, was he able to retrieve those, or are they long gone? They're gone. They're gone, yeah. They're all gone. Li- a life's and, uh, work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the trash can, Jude. Oh, I mean, goodness. In the trash can. It, yeah. It, it's it's a sad day. $25,000 worth, he estimated. Whoa. At least. His, his lawyer says some of the things were, quote, Irreplaceable. Yeah, his dad did him a favor throwing that stuff away. Yes. You spend that much money. Yeah. No wonder he got a divorce, is all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we pretty well know what brought that about anyway. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Oh, man. So there it is. That's Wild and Wacky Wednesday here on a Tuesday. Brought to you each week by JJ's Barbecue, located at 900 Hatcher Lane in Columbia. Since 1998, JJ's Barbecue is Columbia's oldest family-owned barbecue restaurant, and they appreciate your business. Come hang out with them uh, anytime, and we uh, we appreciate you guys listening. As we approach the top of the 10 o'clock hour, we will be back, and we will talk about the Tennessee Titans, as we didn't get to yesterday, um, college football, coaching searches, and whatnots. And, of course, it's still Top 5 Tuesday. We'll get to that at the end of the 10 o'clock hour. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back.
The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yalmo, Patton, J.P. Plant with you here on this Tuesday. Three sleeps away from Christmas Day. Although I have already received pretty much all of my Christmas presents and Sarah should get hers here soon. So, there's that. No secrets in this house. Y'all wait till well, like you know it, it. It's more practical, really. I mean, I like the idea of secrets, but at the same time, I like getting stuff that somebody's going to use. And so, when they clash, I'd rather be practical. Yeah. So for us. I, I usually keep secrets pretty well as far as I'll, I'll listen really good for from about September to the 1st of November because Sarah gives out a lot of clues. <laughs> she doesn't miss words. I, I don't think Sarah gives clues. She probably just tells you, I want X. Yeah, but it's not like, here's a list. <laughs> it's more like, Oh man, I really want one of these that she's looking at in the store. But she mm-hmm. never buys stuff for herself. So I will pick stuff up, you know. I'll go back a day or two later and pick them up. And I, I can usually hold it till around Christmas. And uh, typically it's something that she hasn't thought about in a couple of months. And she'll be like, oh, man, I forgot I wanted this. And she just, you know, it usually works out really well. So she says to you, yeah. So um, She she knows what she's doing. As long as she still wants it by the time she gets it, that's the key. Trust me, I, I've got the videos, the surprise faces that she's that, that she's given me. Are, she She's not that good of an actor, and if she is, we're in the wrong town. <laughs> <laughs> she would be on my top five if she was. Uh, but now, a couple, I guess it was a couple years ago. I got the, you remember the, the Garth Brooks, he, he put out a book called the anthology. And so like I bought the book, but like, and she opened it. She was like, Oh, that's cool. Until she opened it up and there were tickets to go see Garth Brooks in the book. That was pretty big. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive. It, you know, it, it, it was a good, it was a good gift. There you go. Anyway, so uh, speaking of gifts, mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to give the Tennessee Titans a gift, I think, because they may not even make the playoffs after starting 11-0. and But see, I don't know if the Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to give the Tennessee Titans a gift or not, because if they lose this game for uh, this coming weekend to Indy, it doesn't it really Tennessee. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, 
because from what we've seen, I don't know how – I mean, Tennessee Green Bay might be arena ballish. Oh, there's no question. Uh, because Green Bay's defense isn't very good either. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it might be 49-42 or something like that, and it may have to be for Tennessee to win it. I mean, I'm, and with I'm Indy okay finish, with that. And with Indy finishing against Jacksonville and Tennessee finishing against Houston, I mean, it's – the AFC South is not a sure thing, and I'm not even no. sure if the playoffs are a sure thing, even with 10 wins. I think they get to 11. I, th- I think we beat Houston in week – but 11 wins – Again. But if, again, if Indy wins both against Pittsburgh, and, and the Titans which lose certainly, all. yeah, then all of a sudden you're talking about eleven win an eleven win wild card team, which assures you the number five seed. Wouldn't that be something if they win eleven games and they don't host a playoff game? Meanwhile, Washington. Hmm. The AFC, man. The AFC and the NFC, it's nuts. It really is. Um, so, the the Titans need a win in Green Bay or a Dolphins loss to the Raiders or a Ravens loss to the Giants. Any of those three things uh, clinch a playoff spot. So, if they win against Green Bay, but it's in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And that is the frozen tundra. Against Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but does the weather help Tennessee because of their offensive style? You don't think Aaron Rodgers knows how to play in that? I'm just saying, does it? Because, I mean, if you're shortening the game, which is what you want to do, it's certainly a would make more sense that Tennessee would would have favorable odds with Derrick Henry running the football. I think having Derrick Henry running the football is better than not having Derrick Henry running the football regardless (laughs) of the weather. But again, I just – the offense is going to be a key for Tennessee in that it keeps Rodgers off the field and it keeps the Titans' defense off the field. That that's I think that's kind of where I'm I'm getting at. Yeah. We, we don't want we don't want a fifty four forty eight win here. Yeah, but you're not going to get a seventeen thirteen win either. No, no. If it, if if we if the Titans score fewer than twenty eight points, they'll lose. Hmm. But I think once you get over the twenty eight point mark, the thirty point mark. You got I a think, shot. I think the Titans are in a better position because of Derrick Henry, because I think they can shorten the game when necessary, second half, et cetera. Keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, you know, and hopefully those strong hands of AJ Brown and the fantastic play of Corey um Davis. Davis, yeah. That guy. I want to say almost said Booker. wrong core yeah (laughs) and but but yeah the the strong play of of those two guys who are probably going to go over a thousand yards receiving and i mean this is 
This is the number one offense in the league. Yeah, for a I think reason. you got. I think you got to get Jonu Smith a little bit more involved as well. I definitely think Jonu will be a huge factor against Green Bay again. I think the short passing game is where you find success in that type of weather. Um, just because, I mean, it you know, it's hard to catch those bullets across the middle. In in that kind of weather, yeah, it's 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 not going to be very pleasant in Green Bay the weekend after Christmas. So. Um, and I've I've got a I've got a Facebook profile picture bet on us winning the AFC so South. So I mean I'm really needing us to win this thing because I don't want my playoff I don't I don't want I don't want my profile picture throughout the playoffs to be Philip Rivers. Will you will you be wearing a Colts jersey in this picture? Is that is that the plan? No, I think it's uh, I think I just have to change it to like a Colts. Logo or something. Logo. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it could so, be worse. I guess it could be worse. I mean, it, you could have to put on a Colts jersey or a Colts cap or something like. I that. I have a Colts jersey and a Colts cap, so it, it's a Manning jersey. Remember, I didn't have a team for years, <laughs> so <laughs> I used to be a Colts fan. Oof. Thanks, Peyton. You were a Manning Oof. fan. I was a Manning fan, but I mean, I was, I mean. Did you also become a Broncos fan? I did. Okay. I was, so I was a big you were a Manning fan. fan. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big fan <clears throat> of the Broncos. And then I was nothing. I was like, I have no idea what to do. So here we are. But, uh, but yeah, big win on Sunday. I, you know, I worried because I know that Matt Stafford is better than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking, we're not very good on defense. This guy, even at 65 70%, is going to tear us apart, and boy, did he. Well, I mean, this guy had a rib injury, and for like two quarters and a half, he stood back there untouched pretty much. Yeah. And if, if you don't get heat on Matt Stafford, he's capable of picking you apart even when you're good. And right now I mean, the Titans aren't. I mean, we let Chase Daniel go five for six for fifty-five yards. Although the one was a pick, the one was a pick. But I mean, it was you know late in the game. I, I, I'm concerned that they gave up twenty-five points to Detroit, and would have been much more if they don't get two fumbles in the red zone. <clears throat> oh one yeah, one at the goal line and one at the twenty. Yeah. So. So I, I mean, this is this is not a team that I am. I felt much better about last year's team than I do this year's team. Well, because they were better defensively. Much better defensively. This team, though, you know, offensively, well, like you said, they're the number one team in the league in scoring offense. They're scoring That's 30, correct. 31 points a game. So, but still. And, and Ryan Tannehill was deadly. Deadly. On Sunday, twenty-one of twenty-seven, two seventy-three, and three scores, and ran for two more. You know, <laughs> it, yeah. that that really concerns the the coaching staff when he exposes himself the way he did, diving into the end zone there. But 
but I mean, I think it was pretty fans. Nice. He, fans here haven't seen that type of quarterback play since. It sounds a little blasphemous, McNair. I mean, the way he's I, I, willing to to risk himself. I mean, Mariota was really yeah. Mariota did. He did a couple times. Yeah, he 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 was able to. He he wanted to risk, and, well, and that was his game. I mean, but no, I, I don't think we've seen this type of a guy who is willing to put everything on the line and be solid in the passing game, like mm. McNair was. I mean, it's it's obvious that Ryan Tannehill's the best quarterback in Tennessee Titans history since Steve McNair. McNair. I mean, that's not even close, yeah. is it? Hey, did you guys did y'all did y'all watch um, the Thursday night? Um, who was it? Chargers Raiders last week. I saw the the when, fourth quarter and the overtime. There were there was a lot of talk on social media about. Titans fans rooting for Mariota and mm-hmm. whether or not they should have been rooting for Mariota and for the Raiders and that kind of thing. I just think that the sentiment that you were seeing, the positive vibes that Titans fans were sending him were in tribute to, you know, what he did when he was here. He wasn't always as effective as you would have liked to have seen, but geez, he was a good guy. Were there He's pe- a great dude. Were there people that were um – negative towards Titans fans that were rooting for him? Mm-hmm. See, I don't understand see, that I, type of... I didn't see that, but yes. I mean, it, to me, yeah, Titan... I met I met Marcus one time, and the one time I met him was in the middle of one of those Warwick Dunn charity mm. ha, ha, uh, homes for... Habitat, Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. And dude came in with signed jerseys and footballs and magazines and pictures and gave them to the kids who lived there was out in the backyard tossing the football with you know while media wasn't around i mean he was just an absolute really good dude and very quiet like he doesn't he doesn't like this the i guess the uh the limelight a lot Mm -hmm. so just a really great dude and and I'm, i'm i'm happy for him if he any success that the guy has I'm happy for him. Right. You're here. Yeah, I'd agree wholeheartedly. Um, just didn't work out here. And, and and I don't know that that was necessarily, you know, his style of play didn't mesh with the style of play that the Titans need to have with Derrick Henry. It worked out a little better when you had, you know, some of the other backs like – um who was the guy? They, the the one the really big name back that we get that we had a couple years ago. Running back. Yep. Demarco Murray. Yes. When you had Murray, he didn't really work together, you know. And, and in this, mm-hmm. it was a little bit better then than it is now because again, Henry is a guy that you run the ball and play action pass, and play action pass is not something that that Mariota was used to doing because he was a shotgun guy in in college and high school and it just play action doesn't work well from shotgun so (laughs) it doesn't work out but it's working out now and they seem to have found something and um 46 points kind of indicates some of that 
They're not going to score 46 points next week. I don't know, man. Green Bay's defense isn't great. And, uh, Mo, we lost Chris for just a moment. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he knows it or not. Uh, yeah, he's still talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, talking about the uh, the Green Bay defense and uh, expecting this to be a high scoring game, uh, so we'll uh, we'll wait and see uh, what happens. I tell you what, uh, Mo, we are at a break. Uh, you want to go so ahead and take, take a break? One. All right. Yeah. Let's. Um, and when we come back here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we're going to talk a little um, college football, and we had some developments since last we spoke. So we'll get into some of that. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay with us. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, riding down Santa Claus Lane. That's a good one. I'm, I'm I'm a big old fan of, of uh, Elvis, to be honest with you. Elvis, for some, is uh, is an acquired taste, I think, but uh, and and it is acquired for me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's incredible. It's good stuff. I never acquired I mean, it. It's just a s- silky smooth, silky smooth. I like smooth voices. I don't. I say that I like Chris Stapleton too, so I guess whatever. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> dude could dude, dude could sing the phone book, and I'm here for it. Yep. To be honest, so there's that. Um, speaking of acquired tastes, apparently the Auburn football program is not an acquired taste for much of anybody these days. <laughs> mm. Did uh, we got some news on that? Hit us up. No, everybody's turned them down, including uh, UAB, including Bill Clark. Wow, because uh, he was small. he was ready to go last night, or there was yeah, the rumor. I don't he, know was he, next, was, he was the next man up. He was next man up, and he had said that it was a dream job, which it is. Because again, it I know this sounds crazy, but the guy's been coaching in teaching and coaching in Alabama since about. 2000 so he's like 20 years into the school system and you know your retirement is based on the highest salary that you get paid (laughs) so obviously 
you know, if he stays in Alabama and then goes to Auburn and gets paid $3 million a year, <laughs> your retirement significantly jumps. If he goes to <laughs> Auburn and he gets paid $3 million a year, is he really concerned with his retirement? I mean, his retirement may be three years later when he gets fired and they give him $10 million to walk out. I don't know. I, I will say this, though. The, the Auburn fan base was absolutely against Bill Clark. And I just I can't, for the life of me, understand. I don't know how Bill Clark isn't the first call for anybody. Because Auburn hiring from UAB, the first thing Auburn says is, is this what Alabama would do? And clearly they wouldn't, so why would they? That is a fantastic analogy. That's exactly what they're saying, Mo. Is would Alabama do this? No. Well, then we're not going to do it. That's, that is 100% the thought process of Auburn fans. And that's insane. Because, <laughs> again... We're talking about Bill Clark, who's never had a losing season in high school or college at places like UAB, who, by the way, before Bill Clark got there, had a grand total of one winning season in FBS, one in 2004. And he's won two conference championships, been to a third in four years after they shut the program down from zero. That's Did not the, have a that's single the kicker, player. yeah. Yeah, the, the program shut down, and he comes back shut and has down. winning seasons. First yep. of all, he had a winning season before they shut down mm-hmm. in his first year after they were a dumpster fire for four years. He had a winning season in his first year as head coach with a roster full of trash. <laughs> and they come back, they, they shut the program down, and then – Two years later, the guy's playing for a conference title, then wins two? Are you kidding me? Shifting gears from Bill Clark for just a second, Pete from Yahoo Sports tweeted three minutes ago, cross Clemson, D.C., Brent Venables off the list at Auburn. He's told Clemson officials that he's staying. So Venables is staying. Sarkeesian's getting $3.5 million to stay as offensive coordinator at Alabama. I still think he's going to take the Arizona job. He's a West Coast guy, right? Mm-hmm. SC Washington. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I knew yeah. he coached out there. I bet Ed, I thought he was from out there, too. Yeah, I think he so. is, but still. I, I can't imagine that he will. Well, what, Maybe he does. I don't know, but. On on the Venables front, is is, is he just staying? And I mean, he's older than Dabo, right? Yeah, I'm not sure so what, what his deal is. I mean, what's he waiting on? Or or is he just going to ride this as long as he can as an assistant and get paid an insane I, I amount guess, of money? I, I, just, guess he's I, Clemson's, I guess he's Clemson's version of um, Bud Foster. And there's nothing wrong with that. So you said he's older, and that may be it. He may not want to try to go and be that the head guy. Deal with, deal with all the crap that you got to deal with as a head football coach. At Auburn. Especially at Auburn. <laughs> because it's a lot more crap at Auburn you have to deal with, Bobby Louder, mm. than anywhere else. They deserve Kevin Steele. 
I, the, apparently Kevin Steele is out. He's also now turned them down. Really? Oh. Yeah, he's turned them down. Oh. Wow. Did uh, By the way, did Clark give a reason as to why? No, but I have to imagine that Bill Clark at least wants to roam the sidelines of Protective Stadium one time. You know? Mm. I mean, he's he's lifted them through Legion Field. He wants to finish something there. At they, get, they get Protective Stadium next year, and I think once they get that, I, th- I think UAB could – you know, could turn into a very high-profile mid-major school. Okay, so what are the chances of Neil Brown leaving West Virginia after one year? Zero. Again, and Neil Brown's got Auburn ties, right? I mean, he's he's coached there before, right? I believe so. Or he coached at... Maybe he coached at Troy. Did he coach at you Troy? Know, he certainly coached at Troy. Yeah, that's what it, that's what I'm thinking. Then, and he may okay. have coached at Auburn at some point, but uh, apparently he's turned them down too. Oh, I mean, he interviewed for it. He interviewed for <laughs> Honk it two if days he turned ago. down the Auburn job. Huh? I mean, essentially, I, I don't know where they go from here, guys. I really don't. So, so Auburn is actually interviewing these coaches, offering, and they're turning them down. Correct. That is from what I understand. Or they're saying after the interview, or the guys are coming out after the interview, the saying interviews. no, it's, it's yeah, not. I, it's not a good fit right now. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm I'm curious what what the expectations are. They they must be just unrealistic. Well, the expectation is I, I, the expectation is Alabama. And you can't get that. Now, I did see I did see a tweet. It was kind of cryptic a couple of days ago that um, a very high profile name surprised them and said that he had been interested and there was mutual interest. But that never nothing ever came of it that I'm aware of. I mean, so clearly that didn't work out. I'm curious who that high profile name was because apparently it was a big surprise to Auburn folks that he was even interested so if there is a high profile name out there who's interested in getting back into the coaching game that also changes my thought process on the tennessee hire or situation well like you said i think it depends on who that high profile name is mark rick Urban, yeah, Urban Meyer. I could, I could see Mark Richt being being that guy. I mean, I would, I would be, I would take Mark Richt over Hugh Freeze and Jeremy Pruitt any day of the week and twice on Saturday. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean proven, I, I don't, proven I, winner I, and I, clean. Yeah, and both Auburn and Tennessee could use the latter. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see Lane go down to the Plains and uh, rejoin his old buddy, Bruce Pearl, and have plenty of barbecues. <laughs> I, 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 I really like Lane right where he is. I just think he and Ole Miss, for, I just feel like that's a fit for some reason. I agree. 
No, it, it is. I'm just being funny. But yeah. uh, one of my, and you guys obviously know I have plenty of friends who are Auburn fans because I'm from Alabama. So one of them just tweeted, has any team just not had a head coach? That may be <laughs> worth looking into at this point. <laughs> Maybe have a player coach? Like, what do you do? I mean, just, just an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator, huh? And, and no head coach. Just you, you make your own decisions. You Co-coaches. Are Co head coach. Are we to the point at Auburn that they go give a call to Gene Chizik, say, "Hey, you you want to come out of the out of the studio, Dear come back." God, they might call Rick Neuheisel to keep him from going to Vandy. They they <laughs> smiles on. So you know, Gus um, <laughs> about that. <laughs> Yeah, have, have he cashed that? We're check really yet? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, can we just let bygones be bygones? Now I know what you know, it look, was like. Look, for, we'll even let you. We'll even let you keep that ten mil. Yeah, come you on keep back. The ten mil, just come back. Come, come on back. <laughs> at, at which point, Gus would say, "Are you kidding me? No, I'm good." Hmm. I, so you just gave I, me ten mil, and you and you yeah. owe me another. And I have, and I just spent four years trying to wade through Jimmy Rain mm. and Bobby Louder's bullcrap, where he was. They were both trying to get me out. So either it's one or the other. Either Jimmy Rain and Bobby Louder got to go, you don't mm. take another dime, or see. I mean, I I think that's got to be most coaches. Most coaches have got to be like, hey, look, uh, uh-uh. I'm not doing it. This if this guy's involved, we're out. Yeah, Gus Malzahn. Now I know what it was like, though. He, he Gus Malzahn probably feels like Andy Dufresne getting out of Shawshank. <laughs> so, so Chris swam you, through six football fields full of, you know. Yeah, Chris, do you, do you think it's um, these uh, these boosters that are driving the sh- the show here? One hundred percent, completely controlling the AD and the administration. They always have. That 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 is Auburn. That's the Auburn way. <laughs> well, no wonder these coaches are saying no. Exactly. There you go. Hey, I know we're coming up on a break, and we need to not forget. There's a team that this time yesterday was in a bowl game that today is not. Yeah, and I think. Uh, do you guys think it was a a, a ploy? Or a play by Jeremy Pruitt. Well, he said What's he that? he said he test he's tested positive. Do we know he has? Uh, that's what his statement or, was. Or was it him saying, "Screw you to Philip Fulmer, who basically forced them to take a bowl game." So he didn't want to take a bowl game. Is that what you're saying? I I think like. Our friend Clayton Harris said there is a war going on between the administration and the football coaches. Well, I will say this. Um, I do know the value that Coach Fulmer puts on those bowl practices in terms of getting ready for the next year. Sure. They're, and, they're and, I don't, and, and I don't know why there would be a disconnect between him and Pruitt as far as that goes. So... I mean, from that standpoint, I mean, why would you not want to go to a bowl? You do. You always want to go. Why, to a bowl. why would Pruitt have have? Well, that's what I'm thinking. 
Now, I mean, at three and seven, did you deserve to go to a bowl? Oh, no. But, you know, there there's some advantages to it if, you know, if you're coming back as a coach. I don't know. It's, so I don't, I don't know what objection Pruitt would have had necessarily to that. That would have made him fabricate a positive COVID test to get out of it. I mean, I, I don't either. I just think it's a it's a possibility that there's a a war between the two right now, and I don't well, know what there, you do. If there's a war between the two, how does Pruitt win it? I don't know that he does. Well, if, not with his record. If there's not a uh, if there's not calls, then he wins it by getting paid to go be an analyst in Alabama. Hmm. Hmm. This is I, I yeah, I I get the feeling that this is gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. Before it gets better. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's got plenty of time because I don't think it's gonna get better anytime soon. I mean I, Tennessee is as big of a dumpster fire as it's as it's been in a while right now. Well, it's as big a dumpster fire to not be in the midst of a coaching search as there is. I mean, it's it's Auburn North right now. The good thing though about Tennessee not going to the Liberty Bowl is it opened up a spot for a ultra deserving Army team to go. It shouldn't exactly. have come to that, but so it'll be Army in West Virginia. A lot of black and gold. Mm, West Virginia's blue, but it's um. Let's just say that it's fortunate for Army, and I'm happy for them because they deserve to go, and Tennessee did not deserve to go, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I'm upset about it. Because, as someone pointed out, Jeremy Pruitt's Tennessee career started by getting thrashed by West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Ending it by getting thrashed by West Virginia really wasn't uh, on my high-priority list. So, Yeah, yeah. I, let's, uh, l- let's hope it, it, it gets better at some point, whenever that may be, for Tennessee. Whenever this war is over between what, whatever better is between Logie and AJ who paint the rock <laughs> and that was a great Philip piece by Fulmer. David Ubin. Yeah. yeah. Philip Fulmer and Jeremy Pruitt. I don't know. I, I will be interested to see how the investigation plays out. But the problem is if the investigation plays out too long, it takes too long for it to play out and you can't fire him with cause next year, you get Pruitt and and what? I mean, mm. does he see it as a I'm going to win to prove you guys wrong or am I just going to not do anything because I'm going to get fired anyway, so I might as well just mail it in? I think it's a B. Mail it in. I think B is what you're going to get. I mean, just judging from the the snarkiness that you've seen out of him at times in post game and that kind of thing, I I, I think I think you're going to see that that level of petty. 
That's that's ridiculous. But I would probably not disagree with you. Yeah. Oh, we've got some bowl games today. Uh, oh, yeah. I think there are a couple of bowl games. Um, I know there's one this afternoon and one this evening. I believe there is the Idaho Potato Bowl at three at two thirty. Is that Tulane, Nevada? Yep, Nevada and Tulane. That's going to be on the blue turf in Boise. And then the Boca Raton Bowl, UCF and BYU. That'll be a good game. Six o'clock at FAU. So, watch that one. It'll be worth it. NBA starts tonight, too. I don't care, but you might. Um, Not a big NBA fan, so. Well, we do have a local kid, um, James Wiseman. Who play, who's from Nashville, played at Ensworth before finishing up down at Memphis East and played three games at the University of Memphis. He is um, expected to make his debut as a starter for the Warriors tonight. So Nice. Well, that'll be fun. It's a good place for him. I, yeah. might, uh, I might watch something on that. So there you go. I don't All know right, who they're take... playing because I'm not an NBA fan either, but yeah, they do play just... tonight. <laughs> Um, let's take a quick break and when we come back it's top five Tuesday top five Christmas songs and uh, yeah I'm excited to see what you guys have and uh, we'll get your your thoughts on that on our Twitter poll of course and uh, we'll have to be when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint stay tuned If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. All right, I think we're back. Mo, are you uh, are you there? I think so. <laughs> hey, there we go. Jeez. We are in the game. All right, we have uh, just uh, we're barely about five minutes before we got to get off the air. So, top five Tuesday may have to be a little quick this week. Um, y'all want to do five, four, three, two, one with each of us, or do we want to go our normal round? Let's, um, uh, whichever works. Let's go five four three two one. Let's go five four three two one. All right, I will start because again, like I said, I don't know if you guys heard, but I don't really like a lot of traditional Christmas songs. So you may have never heard of half of these. There may be there may be some you've heard of, but anyway, here we go. My number five, Merle Haggard. If we make it through December, because 
I like sad songs. Sad songs make me happy. But if we make it through December, we'll be fine. Number four, as I said, you'd hear this on somebody's list, and it's mine. Chuck Berry, Run Run Rudolph. That's a, it's an all-time classic and a, a, a banger, as they say. <laughs> Number three, Dolly Parton, Hard Candy Christmas. Of course. Can't, can't have a list without Dolly Parton. And number two, a band that sings a lot of songs about Tennessee named Alabama. Tender Tennessee Christmas by Alabama. And my number one, my all-time favorite Christmas song is George Strait. It's Christmas Cookies. And I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sure. <laughs> because my favorite line of the song is... Um, Every time she puts another batch in the oven, there's 15 minutes for some kissing and some hugging. And that's why he eats Christmas cookies all year long. There you go. <laughs> it's a great song. Anyway, there's my five. All right, uh, Mo, I'll go, and then we can finish with you. Uh, my number five is Harry Connick Jr.'s Must Have Been Old Santa Claus. Mm. Uh, number four, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Old City Bar. Great story in that song. Great story. Number three... Mavis Staples, Christmas Vacation. Of course, the theme to the movie, Christmas Vacation. Uh, number two, Dropkick Murphys, The Seasons Upon Us. Oh, <laughs> Dropkick Murphys, yes. nice. Yep. And number one, Merry Christmas from the Family, Robert Earl Keane. That is, that song right there, That that that's that's solid. That's solid. There you go. I'm in it to win it, baby. <laughs> uh, my number five would be the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, blah, blah, blah. You know. Bye, bye, <laughs> bye, who? Yes. Um, Which version? Nat King Cole? Uh, Nat King Cole? Uh, yeah, I would think Probably. so. Probably. Yeah, yeah, the original. Um, Little Drummer Boy. I mean, I, I like the traditional, traditional. to some degree. Uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. It's a good one. Um, Run DMC's uh-huh. Christmas and Hollis. There you go. And and in the Chris Yao vein of sad Christmas songs, and in my vein as a Prince fan, another lonely Christmas. That's a good one. I, so. you know, I, I'm I, I'm a little surprised that we had so few traditional Christmas songs. So cool there because I. I have an entire Spotify playlist of non-traditional country Christmas songs. And, oh goodness! You know, if, if that's if that's your thing, then I'm your guy. Because uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm all the time. There's there's actually one on there called uh, uh, Willie Nice Christmas and a Keystone Christmas. Keystone being the beer. So oh goodness! There you go. Yeah, good okay. stuff. Yeah. Oh, we we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the passing of both Kevin Green, NFL pro linebacker, uh, former Auburn player, and whatnot. So uh, sad that we lost the the Hall of Famer Kevin Green and one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and also country music legendary singer songwriter Katie Oslin. If you don't know who she is, look her up. She's awesome. Google her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, hate that we missed that the, the, those have passed away, but we are just letting you know that we are thinking about y'all. Uh, and but 
As we get ready for Christmas, it is Christmas time in three sleeps. We will see you next week on Monday for Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Today we'll have all of the recaps. Don't forget all the recaps on sm-tnsports.com. We hope you have a Merry Christmas. Stay cool, Columbia.